psychic medium Natalie Miles is here to talk today about intuition. In this fun episode, yes, Natalie and the guides remind us that it can be fun. Y'all know I can get a little serious. We talk about trusting the inner voice, looking for signs, watching for the ego, wanting to get up all in our intuition, and that term, the collective, and what that means. This episode has something for everyone. Thanks for being here. Hello, and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are, with me as your host, Sarah Poet. Now, if the word sacred is throwing you a little bit, that's okay. Have you had that moment as a modern woman where you went, wait, I left something of myself back there along the way? Well, if so, then you're already on a path of sacred remembering, and you're actually in the right place. We know that modern women are rising, but we don't do it by fighting. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. And here in this space, we remember together through stories and tools and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Now let's begin. Natalie Miles is a spiritual mentor, psychic medium, and the host of the top spiritual podcast on iTunes called So You Think You're Intuitive? However, Natalie isn't the typical psychic medium. It's her mission to make intuition accessible and be the door opener for others to connect with their intuition. She believes that everyone is born intuitive, but most people have forgotten how to use these natural gifts. As a door opener to intuition, Natalie guides us as to how to heal the present moment with intuitive gifts that we may not even know we possess. And I really appreciate this next part. Natalie shares that by connecting to your intuition and experiencing a spiritual reactivation, the focus isn't on love and light intuition. It's not to be used as a tool for spiritual bypassing. It's about using your gifts to allow yourself to heal your pain, shadow, and limiting beliefs, becoming a conscious intuitive for the collective and for the world that we live in. Welcome, Natalie. Hi, Natalie. Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me. It's so good to meet you and to talk to you. You too. Uh, it's, it's, um, I'm pleased that we, well, our first conversation got marred by a storm that went through in North in Asheville, Carolina, and now we're, <laughs> we're chatting a few weeks later, and I'm really pleased that we uh, connected. Yeah, it's perfect timing. We're trusting. And the topic of this podcast is on intuition, because that's your work. And I love that we planned nothing for this episode. We're going to use our intuition the whole way through. <laughs> Yeah, I just I love doing it that way because then um, it just means it's like what spirit want us to share and talk about. And it's yeah, intuitively led. Yes. Yeah. So I would love to just hear more about what you do now and how you came to this work with work with intuition as the focus of what you do. Yeah, it's so interesting because um, I'm kind of rebranding. I'm rebranding my website right now. And someone's like, well, what's your tagline? Like, what do you, what do you do? It's <laughs> now, what do you do? And it's really <laughs> hard. It's, it's tricky to describe because I'm a psychic medium. Um, I've been using the word spiritual mentor, like guiding people to connect to their spiritual selves and their intuitive selves. But I'm, I also do a lot of work within kind of tapping into the energy of the collective and kind of guiding people to for them to realize that they are also part of the collective energy and the connective uh, the collective sphere and how our intuition and the energy we're experiencing is also it impacts the collective as well and how our gifts are connected to that so yeah it's a real broad scope of what I do but the main thing that I love to describe is like I'm guiding people to connect to the to reconnect to their intuitive power and to guide them to feeling empowered, um, guiding them to speak their truth and for them to embody their truth through connecting to their intuitive gifts. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, I I love so many things of what you just said. First of all, you know, when we're on this path, it's ever evolving. So thank you for naming that, that you're in the rebrand and there's like another iteration of your work that's coming forward right now. Um, and you're just following that. Yeah, you, you really do. Like, I mean, when I first started, um, I didn't want my name associated to my business it was really weird I was like nah I want a brand like it's gonna be it was at one point it was called the psychic upgrade and then it then changed to the spirit upgrade and then I was like what am I doing like it's it's Natalie Miles Mm -hmm. um and it's so interesting that you know that's my own evolution journey around me even being comfortable with my gifts and putting my name out there on my gifts versus it being you know hiding behind a company name and so this yeah. evolution of you know from from that space to where I am now to where it wants to go and yeah and that's the beauty of it and I've um, as an entrepreneur and and in my work it's yeah tapping into that intuitive energy and, and knowing that as I evolve and grow and shift and change that my business and, and what I talk about and my offerings also change to reflect that too. Yeah, that's really interesting. So Spirit told me, I think it was March of 2017, that I would ha- I would be an entrepreneur and my business would be called Embodied Breath. And I have a lot of associations with that. And so I was like, oh, great. Okay, a trauma-informed coaching business. Got it. You know, And it's really evolved over the years. And then um, I did the same thing. I just switched everything over to sarahpoet.com like within the last six months. Mm. I was like, just be your name, just be yourself. And, and I actually, Spirit actually told me to change my last name in July of 2018. So I did that too. <laughs> so, so I changed my last name to poet and then it was like, own it all. Um, you know, but that's a walk. That's a walk. Can we talk about your walk a little bit and that walk of ownership and stepping out? As oh, yeah. I mean, gosh, um, such a journey, real big journey. Um, I met my spirit guide when I was five. The first time I had a a meeting with um, spirit guides and a guide appeared at the end of my bed and she said, hey, now I'm here to look after you, protect you. It was a time I remember being scared in bed as a kid and she appeared and she was like, I'm just here. I'm here to help you. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to protect you. And then I remember that specifically. Could you see Um, her? Yeah, I saw her as like this golden, like light, icy blue outline. Um, Yeah, and it was just like no, and knowing and seeing something was in the room that wasn't just, um, (laughs) yeah, like kids' imagination stuff. Like it it was, it was like I was like, oh, okay, cool, this is interesting. Um, And then. I went to, um, but I was just an average kid growing up. Like I wasn't like, oh, I'm seeing dead people all the time. You know, it was, I I had an appreciation for that, but it wasn't something that kind of ran my life in any shape or form. Um, And then it was, I was 16 and my mom took me to my first ever psychic circle, which is like a group of women that get together and practice their um, psychic gifts. Um, so that was the first time that I ever gave a message to someone, that I ever opened myself up to spirit. Um, and yeah, I was, you know, shit scared. I was like, what am I going to see? Am I going to be able to see anything? Um, yeah, it was a real adventure journey going, uh, doing that. So yeah, that happened when I was 16. And then, um, uh, it wasn't that time wasn't a space where I was like great I wow I've discovered I have this gift I'm now gonna shine and share it with the world it was like oh gosh no like oh I don't want people to judge me I don't want people to think Mm. I'm weird or strange but your Um, mom took you like your mom knew that you had this gift um so my mom's like um my sister and my mom are um psychic intuitive as well okay um yeah so um it was kind of around in our house it wasn't like it wasn't as if I lived in some Harry Potter house where we were all kind of (laughs) with your wands 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And you were like, I can tell what you're really thinking, even though you're not seeing it. <laughs> you're like, all oh, reading each other's mind. <laughs> well, there was always a bit of like energy reading, I think, of, mm. yeah, I think, mm. you know, you're showing up as one thing, but actually, I think there's more going on to you mm. than meets the eye. But, um, yeah, my mum, I was like, hey, now, do you want to cut? She was going and was like, hey, you know, one. I think it was like an October evening and it was dark and it was cold and she was like do you want to come and I was like yeah okay like why not and um yeah that was that it was yeah really really exciting so um, I'm pleased that she took me to that circle when I was 16. <laughs> Amazing yeah so you started to trust yourself at an well I look at that age and I used to work with teenagers too and I think man there's a lot of self-mistrust for so many young people at that age and then so many young women so did this almost uh, mitigate some of that self-doubt for you as you were growing older? Mm, Did you question. trust yourself? Um, I, great question. No one's asked me that question before. Um, yeah, I've always been pretty confident in myself. Um, I've always been looking back, even though I didn't know it was intuition. I'm always someone that has been intuitively guided to listen and trust how things feel if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um so I have always been quite a um trusting of myself um uh person I mean obviously when you're a kid you you know you date the wrong guys and people and you're like what am I doing um even though you're probably getting those intuitive hits of like well stop Natalie um but (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah as a kid you know in those formative years I was someone that did trust myself and did trust my actions and I I kind of always felt like um that there was a path that I was being intuitively guided for guided to and that everything would work out I think I had a very optimistic energy of like well what's supposed to be for me will be for me and what isn't what won't happen so you learned to follow the signs, I'll say signs, and maybe it's another word, but you knew that there was a journey and you were sort of like following the breadcrumbs on it? Yeah, like I was following the breadcrumbs and I was listening to what felt good. Like I was a kid mm. that was very much like, if this feels really good, I'm going to do it. Like if mm. I want to do that, do you know what? I'm going to do that. Um, at one point, I, you know, I was 13 and I saw, you know, I saw a poster on the wall at school that said, um, uh, are you sporty? Um, do you like teamwork? And it was like this, like series of questions. Um, and it was about, um, rowing. It was about getting into rowing, um, to try it out as like, it was like a taster day. And I was like, I read all the questions and I remember exactly where I was when I read it even now. And I was like, Oh yeah, like that sounds like me. And I remember going home and saying to my mom, I've seen this. I really want to go. Can, can I go? And, and she was like, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and was like really taken aback that I'd been so proactive as a young kid being like, I really want to do this. And, um, rowing, um, I used to be a semi-professional rower. I used to train twice a day, six days a week at one point between, um, my, um, being like 13 into my early twenties. And so it was, that was really formative for me as well. And that was completely intuitively led and following the, the path and the journey, like even then. Amazing. So I kind of want to just jump forward to adults yeah. <laughs> and how we forget this. We just like forget to do this. And, you know, I say that the tagline of this podcast is modern women waking up to the truth of who they are, mm-hmm. who we are. And, you know, um, I share beginning on episode one, I share a little bit of my journey and how I really repressed my intuition um, because what was stressed in my life and for my parents was, uh, schooling, like go make something of yourself, go learn the things from books. And so I actually became an academic and like, I'm a Pisces. I'm highly intuitive. I'm emotional. I can, I'm a healer. <laughs> and I was really trying to like, get it right and be an academic for the first, you know, for, for my whole twenties. And then in my early thirties really started waking up to how much I had repressed. But yeah, I guess all that to say, 
intuition was so important and I struggled for so long to um, listen to myself or it was like um, mistrusting and also really desiring to listen to myself, but really assuming that that was the wrong thing to do. It was so agonizing. It was so agonizing. I can't even like imagine how I survived. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so programmed to like exactly. listen to the exterior like right. don't listen to your own inner power and your own inner belief system and what feels good for you it's like can, we're we're programmed and conditioned by society to look for the external validation whether it's our family our friends um the media the news um what's happening around us it's like not what we believe and what we think and what we know to be true it's about we we forget that you know, yes, of course we can call in the support of those people and we can get their opinions, but in the end they're their opinions and it's, it's our, you know, it's, it's our lives and, and our journey. Yeah. So how do you, let's just like start with super basics. How do you define intuition? Um, it's so funny. Um, intuition, it's, it's an interesting way. How do you describe intuition? For me, I say it's um, intuition is listening to your own inner power, your own inner um, belief system, and listening to your own inner truth. And we receive um, the guidance to be connected to our intuition through many ways, um, through the signs and symbols and markers that show up in our everyday life um outside of ourselves in the exterior guiding us back to our inner truth but it's also the intuitive body it's you know our body is like this massive extrasensory machine that gives us you know things that we hear and smell and know and feel and so it's kind of combining all of those and learning how each and every one of us work because it's all unique. Every single one of us is has a unique gift. It's not one size fits all. And, and so it's kind of allowing ourselves to go on that journey to dis, to discover um, how does my intuition interact with me and what does that look like? Awesome. And I have read on your website, you say everyone is intuitive. Yeah. 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 So you really believe that everyone really is. Okay. So, um, where do you start with clients or, you know, someone comes to you and they're like, I don't even know what listening to my intuition feels like or looks like. What are some early pointers? Um, Firstly, I um, and I share this on my podcast. Um, so you think you're intuitive? Um, I kind of go one step back from that and be like, "What's holding you back from trusting oh, your intuition?" Great. Like before even looking at connecting, it's about really looking at um, the blocks to connect to it. Otherwise, you're going to try, and there's still going to be the you know, the fear mm. on, on the programming of, oh my gosh, um, I'm scared. What might come through? Am I going to connect to something that's negative? Um, how do I trust this? Am I making all of this up? Because we hold the ancestral shame from our ancestors to connect to our intuition. I mean, we all have that um, epigenetic imprint in our body, I believe, from the shame of, you know, our intuitive gifts where people have been killed and murdered and locked up for sharing our, those gifts. So we kind of need to look at that. Plus, you know, what, how um, we've been brought up in our family. Is it, have we come from a super conservative family? Have, um, you know, sometimes we get told um, because of religion that we shouldn't tap into our intuition because of um, there's a religious aspect that can impact that. So there are so many things that we need to kind of unpack first before mm-hmm. um, we really start to kind of open up. Does that make sense? It really does. Of course. Yeah, that's how I work as well. Because if we don't take that I'll say shadow material or, yeah. or the blocks and transmute them, then we're just trying to like step over them or bypass them and do the spiritual stuff. But that's not actually how it works. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Yeah. Cause you end up just kind of um, swirling around the blocks and then you might be getting all the intuitive messages and opening up, but you're still not actually 
um, believing in them and trusting them and thinking you're making them all up. But I mean, once um, for someone that wants to do that, um, that wants to look at that, um, I, yeah, go and have a listen to the first episode of my podcast. And I have a free guided meditation that will take you through how you can remove the blocks to your intuition, um, which is really deep and really powerful. And then the next step, once you've done that, for me, it's um, one of the first simple steps I love to do is um, I like to call in my spirit guides. So we will have a team in spirit um, that's here to guide us and protect us and kind of help us on our life journey. And um, But that I always say it also has a caveat that we're not to put all of our power into them and think, oh, well, I've got my spirit guide team. Like, I don't need to do anything like they're, you know, they're going to just make everything happen for me. And it's like, because that happens quite a lot where people, again, you know, is that power element that is on the exterior of themselves. It's like, no, your, your team are just here to support you. They're not going to like, it, we're here to kind of actively work with them and not use them as a crutch, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Absolutely. Um, and um but I like to call them forward because so often they like hang out in the background because they're not we're there they're not used to us actively working with them and calling on them so what I love to do is just take two minutes three minutes um sit somewhere really quiet and reconnect reconnect with your breath and then just ask them to step forward like call on your guides and say hi guides I would love to work with you um I'd love to work with you more consciously please step forward I'd love to feel you in my body I'd love to you know have that energy please um please step forward and then just pause and just notice any feelings or sensations or anything that comes through in your body um and you'll be surprised of what comes forward and Mm -hmm. how you feel Yeah. And trust yourself and trust the little itty bitty um, hints as to what these guides and allies might uh, be like, you know, when I first started, I had, I had no idea. And then I realized um, that I had this guy that walked with me for a very long time. He was very, very tall and wore this like black cloak. And that brother had my back and he had, I think he walked with like um, I don't know, some sort of like weapon or something. He was literally having my back, you know, and I needed him for many years after my divorce. And as I was doing so much deep work, he was like overseeing the reclamation of my feminine. It felt like, I mean, he just had my back and he's not there anymore. Like he didn't, he doesn't need to be there anymore. I have other guides that I work with way more consciously now. And, um, after working with guides for some time, you'll get their essence or you might see, I don't, I don't really see the guides so much as like, I know their essence. They all feel different. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So just to say for listeners that, you know, you take hints first, and yeah. then it becomes more and more and more clear. Yeah, big yeah. time. Like it can come in as like a, you know, a cold tingle or a warm sensation in the body. Or, you know, it might be that you're, you know, I've had a client once and they're like, it's my little toe on my right foot gets really weird <laughs> every time I seem to call my guides for. And I'm like, well, if that's where it's showing up in your body. Then trust it. <laughs> just go with it. Yeah, just go with it. Oh, my goodness. So I kind of want to leap. Um, to another question that I was pretty excited to talk with you about. (laughs) You know, I think that when we start to look for the signs and, you know, I live in Asheville, North Carolina, and there are a lot of spiritual people here. And so then it kind of becomes that everything is a sign or, um, or rather, and I just really want to open up a conversation about this or rather what I find and what I think I'm pretty frustrated with at this point in time is that we make meaning as to what the signs must mean for us and for our life and our path. And so it's like, we get really hooked on what our interpretation of the signs are. Can you Mm -hmm. speak to that? Yeah, big time. Um, because then the the you know there's nothing wrong with the ego the ego teaches us so much about ourselves and who we are and what we're about and I'm all about embracing the ego instead of pretending it doesn't exist but we can get hooked into the energy of the sign or a meaning of a sign and also try and force things to happen mm-hmm. through them um and so sign work 
and calling on signs, yes, can be amazing and really positive, but there also needs to be a surrender to it. Like mm. there's be aware when you start to get obsessive around signs and calling in signs and being like, oh my God, I need a sign for this. Oh my gosh, am I picking the right, you know, I talk about you can pick a sign, but then people kind of doubt the sign that they've picked or, you know, oh, did I pick the right one? Am I, again, am I making this up? And just um, go with the flow, but also step away from Googling signs um, because when you're hitting, you know, you're going on Google and you're Googling, oh, well, I keep seeing this. What does it mean? You're also... Um, tapping into the collective um, meaning for that sign, not what it means for you. And so you actually might be reading a sign completely wrong because it's, you're not actually taking that space up and that pause and that breath to ask yourself, well, actually, hang on a second, what does it really mean for me? I love that. Yeah, what does this mean for me? And then letting the answer arise in the intuition Yeah. rather than making making a meaning. Yeah, like... I, um, um, I don't like, if I have a really big question, um, I won't now, um, it's funny, this is how my own practice has evolved. I won't be like, okay, when, well, show me the sign of a hippo and then I'll only act on it if I get a sign that shows me a hippo and I'm like, oh, well, I haven't seen a hippo, so I shouldn't do it. I've stopped working in that way so much. And um, personally, I feel like I'm very in this space right now of real deep surrender that I'm like trusting that, well, I know if it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. And if I see a hippo, then amazing. And if I don't, you know what? I'm not pinning all my hopes on a, on a sign. Like that's right. just, that's just not, that, that also doesn't feel aligned. Um, but I have, you know, an owl is my main theme that I'm on the right path and on the right track. And, but I'm not looking for it all of the time. I'm not like, Oh, well, where's my owl? Like I haven't seen an owl for three weeks. Does that mean I'm on the right path and the right track? I'm like, nah, I know in my inner core and in my own inner being that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And when I see an owl, it's those moments that I'm like, ah, oh, okay, thank you. Like, it's mm-hmm. just a little nod and a little like, um, awareness moment versus it being like I'm pinning my hopes on seeing an owl to make to give me that strength and that courage right which is the ego versus the surrender yeah yeah surrender surrendering 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 it all up <laughs> right right and I think that the I don't know this might be a judgment but it's like the early part of the path there's a lot of that ego and a lot of looking for the signs and wanting the signs and and I think sometimes the universe gives you signs that you ask for because your soul's really asking for a deeper lesson so like one example that I have from my story was I was um, looking to make a transition out of my teaching principal job. And I asked the universe for a sign if I should be making the leap, you know, on this timeline or this timeline. And I was considering writing the letter of resignation. And I, that weekend, I, um, a woman signed up is exactly after I asked that a woman signed up, um, for a consult and she signed up on uh, Sunday, (laughs) uh, to work with me. And then I turned in my resignation letter on Monday. I was like, that was the sign. And now do I think that that was the right path? Absolutely. But I also think that my soul was on like some sort of fast track, (laughs) Where at that time I was uh, more willing to get my ass kicked to learn the lesson. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. so you know, the universe was like, okay, you want to learn like that? Here you go. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you we know? need the push. Sometimes yeah. the signs and us saying like, well, give me a sign and it coming is, as you say, for us to learn, evolve. And sometimes the sign that we think we're asking for is actually like a tiny part of the path and we haven't really been given the rest, the fuller path. And so we kind of get a little kick to do something, to shift something in our lives that then, and you really think that the sign means that X is going to happen, but actually it takes you on a completely different pathway, but it's because you needed to do that 
so that you could actually change the energy. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So it began this long walk. And I mean, like the first two years of my entrepreneurial life were just soul lesson after soul lesson. But I took that first sign to me like, oh, it's going to be immediate success. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. (laughs) You know, like I can just ask and receive. Here she is. Completely. Yeah. And I just got this ping to share this, that sometimes when we first start doing this work and we ask for a sign, it's also because we, we need to, um, okay. They want me to describe it like that. It's a soul remembering that we live in the matrix and that our thoughts become things. And so we test it out and we play with it when we first get into connecting with our gifts and our intuition, because it makes us realize that spirit lives in and lives all around us in this plane and not in some ethereal plane and then it makes us kind of connect to the outside world and connect to our body and and really kind of put ourselves back into that space of remembering that it isn't just like a planet that you know it's not just our everyday life planet there that there's more does that make sense it does it does and I love how that message of it's not somewhere out there it's in everything right here here here, yeah. here, here, this body, this plane, this world. And so when I find, I mean, it's just my own frustration with it. Like some of the new age community make it out that, you know, it's all in some different plane and you have to, you know, go somewhere else to connect. It's like, no, nah, like, hi, like this body here. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and um, we aren't familiar with one another's work yet, Natalie, but my work is in the feminine and masculine and the archetypes that that exist within each of us. And so, um, and the archetype, the universal archetypes. And so broadly, you know, we've had this emphasis on spirit, mental, cognitive realm, like what we, what we know and, and what is spiritual out there. And the feminine has been more, you know, neglected, not as valued over time. And so that's matter, like the matter, the dark, the shadowy, the mystery, right? And mm-hmm. so as we're bringing back this, as the feminine is coming back and, re- and reestablishing, we're each reclaiming, then we're bringing the awareness of like spirit and matter have to um, interact with one another for, for wholeness, for the whole person. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about yeah. me. <laughs> no, no, completely, because it's all connected, because in the end, that means that we're also creating to the collective shift that's happening. And, exactly. you know, as we break down the um, systemic, um, you know, parts of society that don't work, that are traditionally more masculine, patriarchal, that it, we're, we're realizing that, you know, it doesn't fit, it doesn't belong, it doesn't, you know, they have to be there's something's got to change and so yeah it's a, the rebalance of the the masculine and the feminine um in these in these places are happening and are going to continue to happen hey it's sarah the host here at the sacred remembering podcast and the creator of embodied breath where i use trauma informed coaching and healing methodologies to help you live into your full truth so you can be who you desire to be in the world I believe that every woman has a truth that she's not yet telling and that to own that truth first to herself and then maybe to the world changes and even saves her life. At sarahpoet.com, you'll find trauma-sensitive tools, practices, meditations, my TEDx for modern women, an e-course to help you shift from silence into your sacred truth my blog with more stories, and links to working with me personally in various durations if that's for you. You can schedule a consultation at sarahpoet.com. Everything changes when we align with the truth of who we are, when we own that truth and claim a path of sacred remembering. I believe it is the formula for everything from personal to global change. Thank you for being here and being a part of that change. Now, Here's today's guest. When we have this walk of of intuition and this spiritual walk back to ourselves and we're embracing, you know, this inherently what I would call feminine 
component of ourselves. And then we're bringing it back into what has traditionally historically been a masculine world. Um, What you were saying earlier about the, um, the ego and surrender. I think there's something there that I'm trying to get to that I'm not quite finding the words for Natalie. Maybe you can help me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I can see where you're at. I can see where, <laughs> I can see where this is going. <laughs> like trying to get there because as we're bringing back the feminine, we're inserting it into this existing world. And I think when the ego, here it is, when the ego and intuition are enmeshed, Mm-hmm. It's like we're still we're we're off in the ways that we were previously talking about, but we're also off because we're not truly balancing the feminine and the masculine. And exactly, yeah. yeah, like in that way, intuition is some sort of like hype, or hey, we're like playing with manifestation, or it's not really real yet. But I think what what you're doing, if and you know how intuition is very, very real. You know how these signs are very, very real. And so when we begin to have the spiritual practice and practice the surrender, it's the feminine intuition and surrender and then the masculine action. Yeah. Like we exactly. can't just be like, oh, take care of me. Oh, I, you know, I fully surrender um, there's a component of like, I'm going to take action in my life to align with what the guys are telling me to align with what intuition is telling me. Very much so, because there's so many people that receive the messages and the guidance on a daily basis and do nothing about it. And they will sit on stuff for years, even though that they know they're being called to make changes, even though they know that, you know, things are happening to them and they, but there's a fear and a block around that. And so there's this element of, yeah, how can I, working with my intuition is helping me to balance out my, the feminine and the masculine, but it's also that then ripples, you know, that then ripples out into the world as a collective energy. Because when you step into your own inner power and your own inner fire and your own inner truth, it is, you know, it ripples out. It makes an impact on energetically into the collective. And that's what this kind of returning to our intuitive gifts is because we, you know, I've been saying, you know, I'm sharing that we're in this space where, you know, we are having a spiritual reactivation for the collective, like more so than ever. And that includes returning to our intuition so that change can happen. And yeah, there's this blend of, um, and, you know, rebalancing of the, the feminine and the masculine and, you know, the masculine, uh, right now, you know, on an individual basis and as uh, a greater collective is, you know, feeling that pressure to change and evolve and the feminine on an individual and a collective basis is feeling the need to kind of rise up and reclaim the fire and reclaim the power and reclaim the voice around all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have so much to say about that. Yeah, let's talk more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's and this, um, when one person comes to their... I almost want to say balance and I don't know how you feel about that word, but um, you know, when we reclaim, I think we're, when we start to walk a path of awakening and reclamation um, it's often um, imbalanced at first, but I think like it's a path toward wholeness, right? So as we find, or I'll say coherence. So as we find more and more coherence on our individual path, we're putting the coherence into the collective field. Yeah. Yeah. It ripples out because yeah. we are, we are connected to it. We are, um, we are, on, we are interconnected and that ripples out. And so that's why with, you know, so much change and shift that's happening, people are like, well, what do I do? Like, this is, this feels so much bigger than me. I don't think I can, I don't know how I fit into all of this or what, where, what do I do? And it's like, well, no, this is all about us just really connecting to our own inner truth and doing what we can for us. And then realizing that by us, you know, us as individuals taking those small steps, however, you know, however small they are, 
they still have an impact like and that's the mm-hmm. shift that comes through because I think there's a lot of people that feel really disempowered and overwhelmed and um overwhelmed by turning you know turning the news on or looking at social media there's this kind of like Oof, um, there's this big overwhelm energy that people don't know how to navigate. And so it's just this, you know, that's why I'm being really cool to share right now that, you know, reconnecting to your own inner power and your own intuition is part of the shift and transformation that um, is important. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for saying it that way. And I really, I totally agree with you. And I really feel like, we can go out and sort of like pound the pavement and vote for things and make, you know, posts about Trump and things like that, but it's not actually shifting the energy in the collective until we do the inner work. Yeah. Because the collective is just a mirror of what we're all experiencing as individuals. So the disempowerment and the power struggles that we're seeing on the exterior are just, you know, are the summation of how we're all feeling for the majority of us as individuals, you know, feeling, you know, angry and not being able to expressing, not being able to express it, feeling disempowered, feeling um, not connected. And so we're being called to find and get reconnected to ourselves and our bodies and our feelings and our emotions and, you know, and really reconnect to ourselves because when we do that, we then realize, oh, well, I actually I am connected to nature and I am connected to my community exactly. and I am connected to the, the environment and the planet. And, and it's a semi, you know, it's, it's all interconnected. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and your state of being has so much more impact. I think when I was a school principal, but I was super stressed and my body and nervous system were still traumatized, you know, I was doing acts of service in like my job was an act of service in the world um, that theoretically impacted, you know, day to day, more people more directly. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet, um, on this walk, now that I know myself and I live in my heart and my nervous system is not panicking anymore, I know that my ripple effect is much, much more beneficial. Yeah. So yeah, really just trying to land this part for listeners that to come home to yourself is absolutely an act of service to the world. Um, you know, on an energetic level and then also what we do with our time. Yeah. And just also to share that a lot of the time when people connect to their intuition or spirit or whatever, there's a lot of spiritual bypassing that happens that it's like, oh, well, I'm connecting to my guides and I'm connecting to this amazing love and light energy that there's some kind of like, oh, this is going to fix my life like instantly. Actually, like this by really connecting to your intuition, it gives you the space to be able to really look at the shadow and look at the trauma and look at the ancestor story or your, you know, the stories and blocks and themes and patterns that you've been passed down from generation to generation that you're holding onto, you know, emotionally, energetically in your body. Um, Yeah. Like this is all part of that Mm -hmm. as well. And it's, it's, it's allows you to have an invitation to really look at ourselves um, and to stop numbing ourselves to that and really uh, it holds the space to give us the confidence and the empowerment to feel ready to look at those things so that we can return to that connection, that inner connection. Beautiful. I think that's what I was trying to get at earlier when I was stumbling, like that's the action, right? So once we have that beautiful um, realization of that relationship with our intuition, we don't just um, coast there. You know, we have to go into the transmutation of the dark and of the shadow and take the action to really better our lives. Absolutely. Because, yeah, there's so much um, like, okay, I got spirit. I got intuition. I got my signs. I got my like, yeah, (laughs) my deck of cards. (laughs) Why isn't my life changing? Yeah, it's because hang on a second. But there's, you know, it's an invitation to go. Yeah, to go deeper and 
again, you know, us talking about the balance of the masculine and the feminine, the the light and the shadow, like, yes, we live in a world of duality, but it's also, you know, one's not good and one's not bad. Like they, you, it's about realizing that they, that they both exist and neither's, you know, one's not bad and one's not good. It's not about you kind of labeling it like that either. <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. Because the All shadow can be the biggest teacher. Of, oh, often is. Yeah. Often <laughs> is. Yeah. And I would say it feels like a collective time where we're we're beginning to embrace that more readily. Like I think that we know that we have to transmute the shadow now in order to have the whole self. Would you see that reflected too? Yeah, I feel, um, I feel like a part of, you know, it's funny. I was saying this to a friend the other day when you, you live in this space and you know, your Instagram followers and the people you follow on social media are also mirroring back to you the community that you live in. It makes it feel like, oh, well, this is how the rest of the planet are living because, Mm -hmm. you know, this is all the information that I'm getting fed. But I think is what we don't realize is that most of the planet aren't doing this right now at all Mm -hmm. in any shape or Mm -hmm. form. And they're actually living in a, um, a more of a space of frustration and confusion more than ever and so I think that this is you know this is why there's a resurgence of this work is so that the and that there's a kind of spiritual reactive well there is a spiritual reactivation for the collective happening over the next six to eight years that is going to invite people to look at this like it's gonna be so loud that they're not gonna not be able to yeah yeah well one of the reasons why this podcast yes Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. because it took me like waking up primarily on my own going, what the fuck is happening? Mm -hmm. You know, like, am I the only one? And I'm, I'm now like, oh, this is my work (laughs) to say, no, you're not like, we're not alone. And um, I, there's definitely a speeding up of processes. And so um, I think that when we understand too, that we can do this together, um, we're, we're going to strengthen the collective. Um, and I think women rising are, are going to have a huge part to do this with this. I think we're actually going to lead, um, that in a lot of ways. Yeah. Very much that we so. do it together. Yeah. And, yeah. and inspiring and inspiring the masculine to not be scared, um, right. to not join in too. I think that's, I think that's the biggest challenge for the feminine. That's going to be, you know, yes, we can inspire, but we also need to engage the masculine. And how do we do that? Yeah. I think we do that by going into our hearts. Yeah. And you know, it's, I think, yeah, I think we're all, there's a reshuffle, we're reshuffling into space and everyone's just kind of feeling that like, oh, those itchy, you know, those moments where it doesn't kind of, the, the, the clothes don't really fit anymore. And I think both the masculine and the feminine are massively feeling that as they're kind of, yeah, trying to find out, well, how, what does this look like? How does this feel? What do we do going forward? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so beautiful. Well, it's so good to know that women like you and women like me and women like our listeners are are here to do this work so thank you so so much for joining us today um i just want to give space to anything else that is arising for you to share with listeners that maybe i didn't ask or something no i think you answered you asked me some really great questions the one thing that comes up is like fun like spirit wellness you know this is fun like you know we've been talking about some really serious things and spirit <laughs> very much like this is fun like find the enjoyment and the play and the fun like this is about putting ourselves into the, like that childlike wonder imagination space and and having fun with it like spirit don't want us to get so serious about things as well at the same time (laughs) it's like where's the play where's the joy where's the fun like do more of that and you'll become more intuitive instinctively why do we think kids you know are um the most intuitive (laughs) okay message received thank you so much (laughs) i tend to be the serious one oh that's great (laughs) wonderful well natalie will you please tell our listeners where they can find you online yeah um you can find me um my website is um uh natalie-miles.com um miles spelled like the distance m-i-l-e-s 
um instagram i'm at i am natalie miles and then i also have a podcast called so you think you're intuitive and it's basically um a podcast that is kind of growing it helps you to kind of grow and reconnect your intuition there are episodes on how to connect with your guides and protection and um how to work out what your gifts are yeah there are so many different types of episodes um so yeah go and check that out so you think you're intuitive Wonderful. I've been listening in a bit and it's very enjoyable. Thank you so much for holding that space. Oh, thank you. And thanks for being here today. Oh, thank you. It's been a great conversation. Thank you to Natalie and thank you all for listening today. If you liked what you heard, there are a couple of extra options I want to let you know about. The free Sacred Remembering Facebook group is available to all of you who want to have, join, or start conversations. And also you can support this podcast by visiting Patreon, Sarah Poet, or going to my website, sarahpoet.com. When you put your energy behind even a small donation of $5 a month, it lets me know that this podcast is out there serving the world and that you want it to continue. So thanks so much for your additions, for your thoughts, for your stories inside the Facebook group, for all of the messages that I've been receiving lately as to how this podcast is impacting your life. Thank you so much for listening. It is such a blessing to be able to be here with you, and I will be here next week. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.